Should you ride at the same intensity as your class? We'll find out in this episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan. And I'm Jennifer Sage. And we want to welcome you to another episode Today we're going to be talking about our new Indoor Cycle Instructor Pro membership site launched and it's been, well, crazy for me, but we've got new members all over the world and it's very exciting. That is really exciting, John. Oh my gosh. I just sensed that there is a kind of a hole out there, or we both did, that having information delivered directly to you rather than having to go out and search for it endlessly and and not be real certain as to the source has really caught on with people. Obviously, we have quality content, but the time savings its alone is, is going to be pretty amazing. And if you need more information on that, you just want to go to IndoorCycleInstructor.com forward slash pro. Now, I have a question for you, Jennifer. And it's something that, you know, I've seen bounced around and I've gotten some emails on it, is that when you're teaching an intense class, are you at that intensity? Well, this is a really great question. In the spinning program, as a master instructor when I was with Mad Dog Athletics and Spinning, we stress that your ride is not your workout. And yes, I agree to a certain extent. When your students need you, they really do need you. You need to be attentive. You may need to get off the bike. You cannot be coaching them if you are sucking wind up there. If you are gasping for breath, there's no way that you can be there for them. However, there is a caveat to this, John, and I'll give you an example. I have two clubs where I teach. One of them, I, I pretty much get the same students. It's a community club uh, for a, it's a homeowners association. Most of the people there, we might get some new people in the fall, but most of them are really regular. And they know me, I know them, and I've taken the effort to really get to know what some of their goals are. I know pretty much their fitness level. I can even tell when they're fatigued or when they're backing off or when they're not doing what they normally do because I know them pretty well. For these students, I do go pretty hard. So when I'm riding with them, you know, I'm more like the riding partner. You know, I'm coaching, but I am alongside with them. Unless, of course, I get someone new. And also, unless, of course, if I personally have gone a little too hard all that week and I need recovery, I'm not necessarily going to make them go through a recovery with me because Wednesdays I tend to do an interval-type class and Thursdays, Fridays I tend to do a strength class. Just because I need recovery doesn't mean they do. So what I'm going to do on a day like that is I'm going to fake it. You know, I'll fake my intensity. (laughs) Explain to me how do you fake it. Uh, Well, it takes a lot of uh, practice, and and I might even tell them if I'm really, really tired. Uh, In fact, back when I was training for the Giretto, I was doing this a lot. That was back in the spring when I was training to go to Italy. I I could not 
do high intensity intervals because I had such high volume of training. And I would tell them, I'd say, okay, you guys, this is what you're going to do. You're going to see me sitting up here, just sitting up and pedaling nice and easy because I'm not going to do it with you. But that doesn't mean you can't do it. So, you know, the, the answer to your question basically is it depends. Depends on your students. Depends on your relationship with them and how long you've been riding with them and how well you know them. Depends on your own training that week and do you need to push yourself hard or do you need to re, uh, back off and go easy. And it, it depends on your fitness level. I know some instructors, and I've mentored some instructors at my club, who are new to this. And you know, John, how hard it is sometimes to, to talk as you're trying to ride a bike. Until you get used to that, even at you know moderate aerobic pace, you have to get used to talking through it so that you're not always sucking wind. And in, in that case, I would say, back it off, fake it, ride easy. And the way you fake it is, you know, ride, turn the resistance down, but make sure you're not being pulled around by that flywheel, because you could tell the difference. Well, I can remember my pre-instructor days, when I was just a, what would you call it, member, student. It used to really bug me when I would see the instructor give some instruction, and yet not do what he or she, well, actually it was only she at that time, would asking us to do. Why would it bug you? Well, it's like, well, wait a minute, you're asking us to do it. And, and it, well, it's a, it's a man thing. We're all competitive. Uh, yeah. So you understand. Now, okay, so if you're in that situation where you can't ride hard or you don't choose to, that would be a good time to get off the bike, wouldn't it? It's an excellent time to get off the bike. And we can have a, a podcast about training, teaching off the bike because I think it, it, anyone I know who's ever experienced it for the first time, either because they have an injury or class is full and they have to give up their bike, some angry students thought they signed up and they showed up and it was double booked, and so you give up your bike. And so your first time doing that is pretty scary. And we'll go into that in more detail on another podcast. But, yeah, that is a good time. When you personally need recovery, get off the bike because it's really easy to get caught up in the excitement of the music and what you're asking them to do, and then pretty soon your intensity goes too high. There are times when I find it's helpful, especially with a little sm- with a smaller group. I taught for, my, for Amy last night. She had some other commitments, and there was only six of them. It's a beautiful day here in Minnesota in the fall. And so I kind of grouped them around me, and we all rode together. And they were all pretty much, we're all the same, and they were, you know, Every, we all know each other. We've been doing this for years. So it, 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 you think it's okay? Well, I'm, I'll just be honest. You know, I just rode with them, rode at the intensity that I was asking them to be at. You know, trying. And I guess from, yeah. The idea being, I'm trying to set an example rather than a coach. Again, it depends. I mean, if for some reason, let's say you were training for something and you had to sub for Amy, but today was supposed to be an off day or a recovery day for you, do you think your students would get angry at you if you walked in and say? Is it okay with you if I take you through some intervals, but I personally have to back off because I need some recovery. I've done X, Y, Z this week, and I need to back off. Do you think your students would be angry at you? No, and, and you would be setting a good example at that point. No, I agree Absolutely. with that Absolutely. So you go back to that time when you personally were the student and kind of got mad when the instructor you know, didn't do what she was telling everyone to do. Had she explained it in advance, you know, it would have... 
made Perfect. all the difference in the world. It would exactly. And then, you know, maybe next time you come in and you're feeling fresh and that's your workout day, so you really do push yourself. So, you know, when, when they know you and they know that you can work hard, they don't really care if you decide not to on a certain day because it's important for you not to. And again, you set that example for them that when your body is talking to you, you have to listen. So there is application for an instructor whose only workout can be that class. To participate yes, uh, in the class. Again, you know, with, with spinning, we used to say, it is not your workout, it shouldn't be your workout. It totally depends on all the variables we just talked about. You can certainly get a workout as an instructor. I mean, that's, that's one of the ways we get fit. you got to manage your volume of training, and you have to manage your intensity throughout the week. There's two schools of thought on the whole subject. Is that, no, no, you sh- this is not your ride ever. You know, you need to do your training on other days. But the reality for many people is they just don't have the time to do that. What, what other days? You know, they've got kids, they've got uh, school, Jobs they've got... Jobs, uh, exactly. they have podcasts that they have to produce. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the, you're telling me, John, that every time you teach a class, that's your workout. Uh, and more often than not, yes. I don't have a choice. I don't live in reality. I live in a ski area. And when I say I don't live in reality, it's really not like the rest of the world here. But if I've skied hard this week and I know I have to teach tonight, I go into class, I can barely turn the pedals. <laughs> Maybe my students didn't ski and so they're ready to go hard. I can't expect them to do a recovery ride with me. So, you know, to answer the whole question, preface your class with what you're going to do and why you're not going to go hard or vice versa you know today i'm feeling great i'm going to ride hard with you guys i'm going to be right there with you but make sure that you as the instructor are not sucking wind because that's not setting an example that you're not you know gasping for breath and breathing into that microphone and really learn how to fake it when you need to and the other comment i would make is and at least this happens to me is occasionally you can kind of go off in la-la land where you you forget that you're the instructor. <laughs> you're so intent oh. on your work or your workout. You're absolutely right. You have to keep your focus on your students because that is why you're there. If you happen to get a workout while you're doing it, that's great. But I do want to say one more thing, John, about this. It, the only time where I really think it's not that good to go with them is if you're going to do some really high intensity intervals that really do take you to breathless and beyond five to ten beats above your threshold when you're doing vo2 max or lactate tolerance intervals then you're really going to be gasping for air now when i do those with my students i'll tell them what i want them to feel i'll tell them the sensation of breathlessness that they're going to feel i'll ride with them but usually i do those as hard standing climbs and I'll do that standing climb and then it's time to recover and I'm talking to them I'll even say hey you guys notice how I can talk if I went at the effort that I just told you to go to I wouldn't be able to talk right now so imagine if you were in my seat would you be able to talk that's where I want you to be so there's an example of yeah I'm getting a great workout I might not be going to that five to ten beats above the threshold but I'm still riding. I guess I need to hear you say it to our listeners. Yes, it's okay to... That's what this is about. You, and you're right. You do get emails, and, and I've gotten emails, and I've... I'll say it, John. 
it's okay to get your workout when you're teaching. Oh, hooray. Thank you. <laughs> I feel a, like I've just been through confession. <laughs> there's a collective sigh of relief from around the world. And you know what? I bet you every master instructor or every coach who's ever said, oh, you can't get your workout when you're teaching, is probably crossing their fingers behind their back because they know they do when, they, when they're teaching. To all of us that have just been absolved of our sin, uh, yeah. Jennifer, thank you. It was fun yeah. having you on again. You're welcome. Questions, comments, or suggestions, email me, john at indoorcycleinstructor.com. And until next time, thanks for listening. It's Sunday night, and you've just realized you have no idea what you're teaching tomorrow morning. So you quick call your friend who happens to be a world-class master instructor. You listen while she coaches you through the awesome ride you'll teach tomorrow. They're going to love this, you think, as you hang up the phone. Fantasy? Not if you have Jennifer Sage's phone number on speed dial, but what if you don't? Then you need to be a member of Indoor Cycle Instructor Pro. Via the super-secret iTunes feed, members receive a new audio profile, a podcast that explains the inner workings of a specific class taught by Master Instructor Jennifer Sage. Load it on your iPod and listen on your way to the club as Jennifer describes the class objectives, gives suggestions on cueing, presentation ideas, and supplies new motivating language that you can use to bring a fresh perspective to your next class. Visit IndoorCycleInstructor.com forward slash pro for more information.